0: currently serving over 100 enterprise customers across a much larger base of developers who they're really looking to serve. They charge the developer, which they're not not looking to make a lot of money from, but they charge $0.10 per 1,000 predictions. And uh, again, the average enterprise customer that's working with them is paying somewhere around ten grand per month. So you can you can kind of calculate your own your own revenue statistics that way. But they uh, they don't really care about churn or monthly recurring revenue or anything like that. They're following Twilio's model, relying on the seven million bucks they raised from venture capital. Their team of fifteen based in Columbus, Ohio, to continue scaling with the goal of increasing consumption. That's predictions that they kind of st- put out there uh, every month, and they're currently about doubling month over month, doing well over a million predictions per month. This is Episode 715. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear somebody who Vladimir Putin of Russia is making very rich $50 million per year rich. But first, here's today's episode. This is the top. Where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000
1: per talk. Five and six million. He
0: is hell bent on
1: global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark.
0: And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everybody. My guest this morning is Ryan CV He's the CEO of Next Dosis, an, an artificial intelligence and machine learning startup focused exclusively
1: on developers.
0: Ryan, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Thanks for coming on. So there's a lot of noise in this space, people just adding AI and machine learning to the back end of their pitch to get higher valuations and make themselves sound sexier. How do we know you're the real deal?
1: Yeah, I think a couple ways to kind of show that we're the real deal. The first one is we started the company in 2015, and we were pretty closed off. And what I mean by that is we offered our solution basically to big retailers, and it was around demand forecasting. And we build everything internally, which is a little bit unique. And earlier this year, we got together as a company and we said, you know, we, we own all of our IP. Why don't we just open it up and let developers use what we've built to put AI in their own app? Uh, so going back to your question about how we know it's real, well, we know it's real because today we have about 300 different developers that are all using our API to do time series type of problems or impact analysis type of problems, and they just make an API call, and now they're actually using artificial intelligence or machine learning without having to know all the complex math or all the complex data science that's typically associated with it.
0: So, Ryan, make, make this real for me and my listeners. Right, G- Give me an example of a, a developer using you, like the actual company or the actual the way they're using it.
1: Yeah, so we have developers today that are uh, really in the retail space, so they are connecting up their point-of-sales data right so they have just years and years of point of sale transaction level data and what they want to know is well what are we going to do next month right or or maybe even next week so our system will take in all their historical data and then it will spit out a result and we will say okay well next tuesday you're going to sell $10,000 worth of cheeseburgers at this particular location right yep. so maybe this is a big franchise that has let's hypothetically 6, say mcdonald's locations. right yeah sure let's, let's say hypothetically mcdonald's Okay, and then – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so they would use it, and, you know, McDonald's, maybe they want to say, well, we have all these stores all over the world, but we really want to know what they're going to do, so we're forecasting out what's going to happen, you know, next week, next month. And people have been forecasting forever, right? But it hasn't been very accurate because forecasts typically don't take into all the external factors that really influence buying behavior, and this is where machine learning comes into play, right? So machine learning can take in, like, demographic data, social media data, uh, your marketing data, all kinds of different stuff. And it makes a much more accurate forecast. So now they can go to the decision makers and say, hey, you know, next quarter, looks like these 100 or these 200 stores are going to do really, really well. Uh, but we're forecasting that these 50 or so stores over here aren't doing so well. Uh, here's what we kind of recommend so that maybe we can increase sales. And that could be anything from maybe they want to remodel that store to maybe they need to do a special promotion but really, we're allowing people to get ahead of a problem, right? So being more proactive instead of reactive.
0: How, just like when you have to potty train a dog with a machine, you have to potty train. You have to, like, teach it so it can get smarter. But like, how are you potty training your machines to make your predictions more accurate than someone just using a historical Excel sheet or something?
1: Yeah, so a couple of, of ways, right? So the one thing that we found time and time again, it's amazing how these companies are just using historical sales data. And just us saying, well, you know, we can bring in the weather data. So now they're taking their historical data to train it, and now they're training it with the weather data. And now maybe they also add their marketing calendar. So we're, we're adding more features to the training that they can never do in Excel. Name right? a few so, others.
0: Um, Name a few other layers you add on. So weather, marketing, forecast, what else?
1: Uh, like social media, sentiment analysis, and we can distill that down to a certain geographic location. Or you could do how the brand is doing as a whole, right? So that's a really big one that a lot of people are starting to be very conscious of. How do you measure
0: that, how the brand's doing as a whole?
1: So with, with sentiment analysis, right? So you're basically looking at, um, well, I think Wendy's. So Wendy's has been kind of famous recently for all their Twitter stuff that oh, they're hysterical. doing. right? They, yeah. Yeah, right? But you can kind of correlate that back to a number or numerical value of saying, okay, well – you know, this tweet was retweeted this many times and here's how people were retweeting it and based on how they were or retweeting it, you know, the majority of those were, were positive feelings, right? So then you can take that back to a numerical value and that's how you can add that to the forecast.
0: So, uh, okay, interesting. I mean, this is like, uh, okay, I, I won't go deeper there, but let me ask you about like a specific use case. So I'm here in Austin, Texas. Uh, there's a Wendy's next to the Austin Convention Center. Uh, obviously, that Wendy's always sees increased business during South by Southwest, right, which is mid-March. Uh, are you able to take into account things like that to to understand and predict future revenues?
1: Absolutely, and that's a huge use case, uh, is around exactly that, like a sporting event or, or South by Southwest comes, you know, these big events. Uh, and there's twofold, right? So one is predicting out what's going to happen because of this event. But then the other one is understanding the real impact of that event so you can take it away from the forecast if it doesn't happen again in the future. Uh, we see a lot of sporting bars and things of that nature use the system. Uh, they're trying to use it to understand. You know what's the difference between two really good baseball teams playing versus maybe a good baseball team and a bad baseball
0: oh, team? Oh, right? interesting!
1: Very interesting.
0: Okay, we—I've uh, gotten so carried away with understanding how this actually works. We don't know how you make money. How do you make money?
1: Yeah. So, with us being really focused on the developer community and the developer ecosystem, uh, we say internally and really externally, we're going to start saying it more. Is we're not out there to make money off the developers, right? So we charge very little to get up and running. How much? Uh, so we charge about ten cents uh, per one thousand predictions. Okay, is that as a prediction like an API call? So prediction is. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could equate it to yes. I I don't, I mean, is an I don't API know what call. prediction means. Uh, So let's say that going back to the restaurant example, you know, you have 65 restaurants. You want to predict what's going to happen next Tuesday. Well, at a minimum, that's going to be 6,500 predictions, right? Okay. Got it. Just for next Tuesday.
0: Okay. So that's That's not where you're making money. So where are you making money?
1: So we're making money once the developer takes it to the enterprise and they show their boss or VP, whomever that might be. They say, hey, look, I made this cool prototype on Nexosis's API. Uh, I think that we can really leverage and benefit from it. And then we go and talk to the enterprise about what a typical enterprise plan might look like for them.
0: Okay. And and so how are those – how do you bill or charge or come up with those plans?
1: They're all consumption-based. Uh, when we're talking about – or when we talk to the enterprise, the beauty is we already probably have a developer in the enterprise that's built some kind of prototype uh, so we kind of know a little bit about what that developer's consumption looks like. So we can In terms of predictions, number of predictions? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, got it. So we can more intelligently talk to the VP about, okay, well, if you're going to want to expand this to all your locations and you're going to want to predict every single day, here's what that's going to look like, right, based on what we're already seeing today.
0: And what is the, uh, I mean, obviously, Ryan, you have a huge kind of variability here, but again, the hypothetical Wendy's is as a customer, what's the average customer paying you per month or per year?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it really ranges. Um, typically, it starts around ten grand a month and kind of scales up from there. But again, I mean, it really just depends on how much data they have and and what kind of prediction interval they're looking at.
0: And then take us back. Now that we understand kind of how the business model works, take us back to the beginning. What year did you found the company in?
1: So we founded it officially in 2015. Uh, my co-founder Jason Montgomery, who's our CTO, him and I really started looking at machine learning probably around 2012, Mm -hmm. uh, our backgrounds in cybersecurity. So the initial use case for Nexosis was looking at all this data around security events, like firewall data, things of that nature, and trying to predict out when a breach might have occurred. So that was what we thought Nexosis was going to be, was (laughs) a pure information security company, but uh, surprise, obviously kind of evolved, right? I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what what are you at today in terms of employee number of uh, team members? Yeah, so today we have 15 employees. Okay, and uh, where are you guys based? So we are in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, very good. And um, it sounds like the kind of key metric you like tracking is kind of number of predictions per month. I mean, what volume are you guys at? I imagine you're in the millions, right?
1: Yeah, we have millions of API calls every month. uh, But what we're really focused on right now as a company is... How many developers have signed up for the platform, and then of those developers that have signed up, how many of them uh, are actually putting real applications into production? So yeah, registered, not even for an enterprise, but we really care about making sure that if you sign up, what you came to sign up and use Nexos for, you are successful in doing. So even if it's a hobby type of project, right? Maybe you just really want to do some social good, and maybe you want to forecast what the mosquito activity might look like uh, and try to predict malaria out of that, right? Um, We probably, you know, it's a great kind of side project, but we want to make sure that developer is just as successful as an enterprise developer. Ultimately, we want the developers to really love and enjoy using our API and adding it to the toolkit.
0: And what are you guys at? Just focus. I know obviously you have your 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 developers doing hobby projects, but where you guys really start to scale is when those hobby projects turn into kind of enterprise applications like the hypothetical Wendy's. So so how many customers like that today are you serving?
1: Yeah, so we we have uh, approximately about a hundred different enterprise types of developers, unique enterprises on the API today.
0: Okay, and are those and do those enterprises each have kind of a unique developer, or do you see patterns in your in your in your developer user base where one developer will go develop five, six, ten you know enterprise applications?
1: So what we're starting to see more, and we really are still kind of in a a very closed, uh, we call it friends and family version of the API. It'll officially release to the general public. Uh, june 30th but what we're seeing already is the initial developer who signs up typically they make one or two projects but they're starting to invite their friends right and we love seeing that we love seeing that hey we have one hypothetical developer at wendy's a month goes by now we have three hypothetical developers at wendy's right so so We're these, are, these are, they're, kind of they're typically dump, internal at a company then, right?
0: Like these aren't, these aren't like freelance developers that then end up joining a company. They're, they're usually people tinkering that are already at the company.
1: That's what we've seen today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do have freelance that have signed up as well, but yeah. Okay.
0: And then, so can I do the math? Can I take a hundred customers like a Wendy's and multiply 10 times? It, it sounds like you said the average or it's somewhere around 10 grand per month. Let's assume you're doing somewhere around a million per month in revenue.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't really comment exactly on what we're doing revenue-wise, but... Generally you know, speaking, that, that is would, my math equation correct? I think that would be a, a good math equation. Okay, got it. And walk
0: walk me through kind of the funding versus bootstrap decision. Have you raised, and if so, how much?
1: Yeah, so we've raised a little less than $7 million to date. And really, I think the long-term vision of Nexos is that we'll continue to raise money, right? Because again, we're not trying to make Uh, Our profits are really much revenue at all from the individual developers that are signing up. Uh, This is very similar to what other API-driven businesses have done, like Twilio, right? So Twilio, their early days, I mean, they really survived off the VC funding, and they proved long-term you can make a huge, very, very successful business by doing that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And what are you seeing in turn, obviously a business like this, which is usage based measuring and kind of utility or some form of it is important. Typically, you know, people will look at a, a thing like churn. Um, what are you seeing in terms of customers who have started paying you and then stopped? What's your annual retention or annual churn?
1: Yeah. So we don't really have, we don't look at it that way. We, we, we measure net expansion rate, right? So we want to see consumption numbers grow quarter over quarter, month over month, um, which is a little bit different, right? Like MRR and things of that nature, when you think about an API-based business, they're a little bit odd to try and figure out just because, again, your consumption, you know, let's use Twilio as an example. You know, they have Uber, Airbnb, some really big, well-known companies today that the consumption keeps going up and up. But, you know, Uber might have a bad month which means the consumption from Twilio's aspect goes down, but Uber still a customer, right? So next month, hopefully, the expansion rate of the usage would go up. And then, of course, in Twilio's case, you know, they have tons of other customers, so they do kind of see that quarter-over-quarter quarter net expansion rate increase. Um, churn, per se, is, is, again, it's not really... A metric that we're focused on. Yeah, so Ryan,
0: on. yeah, I want it to be about you. So if your focus is on is on consumption, kind of growth quarter over quarter. I mean, what are you seeing? Is it is it doubling? Is 150 percent?
1: Or and what do you aim for? So we're aiming for at least 100 percent month over month, and so far we hit that every single month. Great. So just to be clear, I'm going to make these
0: numbers up. If you're seeing 100,000 predictions uh, this month, you want to see 200,000 predictions next month.
1: So next month we want to see, yes, exactly. Got it. So d- doubling month over month. That's what we would ideally want to see, yes. Yeah, that's great. well yep. It yep. sounds like you're hitting that. It sounds like you're having no problem doing that. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, obviously we're very early, right? So hopefully we can keep the momentum up that we've currently Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's easy to go from one to two and two to four. Yeah, yeah. It gets harder with time. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Got it. Good. And can you give us any sense of, of where you are in terms of that number today? Or, or no, you don't want to talk about it? Uh, I prefer not to. Okay, uh, I mean, can maybe a, a a very large range? I mean, less than five hundred thousand.
1: As far as revenue goes. Per, no, no,
0: no. Predictions consumption rate. I assume you measure c- consumption in terms of number of predictions across all your developer base, right? Yep. So okay. it's over a million. Oh, it's over a million. Okay, great. Yeah. So I mean, that's not easy to keep doubling at that at that rate. So congrats. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings, it would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule, and you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar, so all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch. That I can be very efficient. It's so critical. I use a tool called acuity scheduling to do this at NathanLacca.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders, it helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacca.com forward slash schedule to sign up. And you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard, I make great deals, and Gavin CEO has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14 day free trial. If you use my link, nathamlacka.com forward slash schedule to get 45 days free, okay? It's the best, it's free. Go to nathamlacka.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up and I'll see you there. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, probably The Hard Things About Hard Things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I mean, Elon Musk. Yeah. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling?
1: Yeah, I would say AHA, uh-huh. the road mapping tool.
0: Product oh, management was great. Got it. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I can tell you that. That uh, does not. That is not a constant. It does not compute. Say, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. Probably on average, at least four. Four. Wow. And what's your situation? Married? Single? Do you have kids?
1: I'm married. Any kids? So I have, uh, no kids. I have two dogs that are like my kids. I okay. Guess. And how old are you, Ryan? I am 31. All right. Last question. Take us back
0: 11 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Oh Lord, that is a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, honestly, I think. I would say learn how to be true to yourself, right? So if you have a vision and you're really passionate about it, right, the, have the courage to stick up for what you believe in.
0: There you guys have it from Ryan today, 31, going back 11 years. He says you should learn to be true to yourself and your vision. Again, growing his company, Next Dosis. Currently serving over 100 enterprise customers across a much larger base of developers who they're really looking to serve. They charge the developer, which they're not not looking to make a lot of money from, but they charge $0.10 per 1,000 predictions. And uh, again, the average enterprise customer that's working with them is paying somewhere around 10 grand per month. So you can you can kind of calculate your own your own revenue statistics that way. But they uh, they don't really care about churn or monthly recurring revenue or anything like that. They're following Twilio's model, relying on the 7 million bucks they raised from venture capital. Their team of 15 based in Columbus, Ohio, to continue scaling with the goal of increasing consumption. That's predictions that they kind of put out there uh, every month, and they're currently about doubling month over month, doing well over a million predictions per month ryan thank you for taking us to the top yep thanks so much for having it and really appreciate it if you enjoyed today's episode with ryan go back and listen to sherry's yesterday you won't believe what this divorced mom raised seven million dollars to build